are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Denver Nuggets. We're going to briefly touch on that at the end of the show. We're going to talk about the official signing now of Didi Luzada for the Pelicans. What's it mean for this season? What's he bring to the team? But more importantly, what's it mean for the offseason? And then I'm going to play a couple of clips from the live locker room chat we did yesterday. You guys had some really good questions. I enjoyed the discussion and being able to talk with you all. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So big news of the day for the Pelicans signing Didi Luzada to a multi-year deal. He's going to be wearing number zero for New Orleans, by the way. And as we talked a little bit about last week when this news came out, this is the Pelicans getting to jumpstart on the offseason. This is a guy that they want to add to their rotation in some capacity. He's known as a big defensive wing guy and one of the better defenders in the Australian League. And a guy that, at least a year ago, someone in the Pelicans front office thought would have been one of the better defenders on the team. Now, he's only had two years of playing since then, so he should be a little bit better, hopefully. His three-point shot was never really there in Australia, more so defensively, but he did have some explosions in terms of scoring. So the raw talent and the ability to fill up the stat sheet is absolutely there. But it's a guard that they probably, one, need a little bit right now, and they need some more defensive wings and presence on this team They'll get it from him. When he played in Summer League, he looked really, really good two years ago and like one of the better players for New Orleans and was an absolute menace on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if he's going to give them a ton this season. You know, he might get spot minutes here or there, but I don't think this is the savior coming in to turn the season around. This is not a desperation move. This is simply, hey, let's get him here. He's going to be on the team next year. We want to have him. Let's get him some run and in practice and just kind of integrated into one, living in America and everything that kind of goes along with all of that. Getting him in the film room, working with the assistant coaches. You get a couple of weeks jump start on all of that. I think it's a great move by New Orleans. The big thing though is, they're likely signing him, we we assume, since we don't have specific details, to some part of the current mid-level exception, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception that the Pelicans have. This is one of the mid-level exceptions that they will have next season. And by using it here on Didi Luzada, it means they don't have to use next year's. So the big thing that this signals to me is that this team is going to be looking to be active in free agency. They didn't really sign anyone in free agency, any big names or difference makers, you could say, in free agency. They added to the team through trades. You know, they brought in Billy Hernan Gomez on a minimum deal, but didn't really use some of that money, probably because they were too close to the luxury tax. Well, now they have the full mid-level exception to use again. And you may as well keep it open And to me, this indicates they will use it or at least have the option of using it, which I think is really important. But the fact that they want to leave this open, they probably want to use it because this team does need some big shakeups, I think. And that is one way to add a somewhat impactful player, 
a guy that could be a starter, could be a sixth man for you. You can fill that spot up with that mid-level exception money. So this is a good bit of bookkeeping, salary cap tricks sometimes that go on with these sorts of things. So I'm really happy to see the Pelicans do this now. You get a look at the guy a little bit, get him in practice, get him a little bit of a head start on next season when the expectations are going to be way higher than they are right now. And that all of this stuff and the disappointing season that New Orleans is having, and they are having a disappointing season, is not going to be acceptable. So getting him in and being able to get a jump start on next season while keeping as much flexibility and options open for free agency this offseason, love it. New Orleans looking to be active in the offseason. This move definitely tells you that. So before we get into the live locker room chat and some of the clips from that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra and we've got the Ultra Player of the Week. You know, you could think it could be Zion. I even thought about Billy Hernan Gomez after the last really great game he played, but I've looked at the past week and really two weeks for Brandon Ingram and he has been absolutely stellar during this stretch. Since coming back from the injury in mid-April, this is a guy who's been averaging 25.6 points per game. He's doing it on 37% shooting from three, 92% from the line, which we know is really, really important, while chipping in five rebounds, five and a half assists, a steal, half a block, and only three turnovers per game. He's been really, really good for New Orleans during this stretch and is one of the big reasons why this team actually has a shot at the play-in tournament. And it kind of embodies everything you want in the Ultra Player of the Week because you've got to be happy being out there playing basketball. And since returning from injury, you can tell that Brandon Ingram is happy because as Michelob Ultra says, enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game, and it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success, and you can enjoy a Michelob Ultra. You don't want to be drinking a beer and be like, this is going to be terrible for me. You want to actually feel good about what you're drinking. And again, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. You can do it with Nickelodeon Ultra. So are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? It's out there on the basketball court playing and being healthy and leading the team to more success than they were having before. So this week's Nickelodeon Ultra Player of the Week goes to Brandon Ingram. All right, so we normally do the live locker room chats on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central, but because there is a game tonight and a game tomorrow, we had to move this to Tuesday, and it was a really good one. They now have an Android app. There's a beta out for it. There's a limited number of downloads for it, so if you want to get it on Android, go download it from the Google Play Store, wherever you get your apps from. Right now, I have it on my phone because I have a Samsung it was awesome. We had a lot of great conversation, a lot of looking towards the off season. And so let's play a couple of clips. We're going to do these next two segments based around this because I thought it was so good. So this is your chance to get on Locked On Pelicans by joining me in these live locker room chats. So without further ado, let's get to it. How's it going, David? It's going well. So, so I got a question for you, Jake. If we were to use the mid-level exception, what type of player would you target if you were in David Griffin shoes? That's a, it's a good question. So, there, so one, there's a couple of mid-level exceptions, but let's say they're they're getting the big one that they're they're able to use. You know, I I think what I've seen from this team is you can't just add pure shooters to the roster. I think that's where people kind of want to go, right? Like the three-point shooting's been really rough the past month and a half or so, and it's really hurt them at times. So you you think put more shooting around Zion Williamson, play five out around him, four shooters, Zion, all the space you would have, right? I don't think that's going to work. And I think they need to get, add guys that have uh, something else to them. You need 
three-point shooters that are not just spot-up guys, but guys that are threats to shoot anyway, too. And I think that's a big thing. Like, guys that can kind of create their own three-point shot to a degree. Like, you've got Lonzo Ball. He's a great catch-and-shoot shooter, but he's not great with the ball in his hands. He's kind of pulling up and launching the three and making it. He's got that step back, but it's not the best shot. So I'd want scores who are more versatile and more dynamic, and I definitely think that's somewhat of the, what the team needs. I just don't think you're going to be able to find, at least for the mid-level exception money, guys that are good both offensively and defensively that are just that like well-rounded player that you need. If you can, certainly go for it because they definitely need some more help on defense. But right now, if I don't think the defense is going to improve a whole lot, and unless Zion and Brandon Ingram take a leap, I don't think it's really going to, you, you got to kind of go all in on offense and, and score as many points and try and beat teams that way. But I'm curious, David, what, what do you think? Do you think they should go offensively? They should go defensively? Defensively? Is there a type of player that you're looking for? Uh, the type of player that I would look for would actually be um, – personality-wise, like a James Johnson. Like, I would want to bring back a James Johnson, even just to be a locker room presence. But then another type of veteran presence who could come off the bench, but be – they're just going to have kind of an all-around game. But they're going to help kind of – they're going to do the things that we were hoping Eric Bledsoe and J.J. Redick were going to be able to do. Teach these guys how to be – continue to be professional, be consistent on on a daily basis. Uh, so that way, and then being able to come in and, and help them win. Um, that's what I look at as far as what I feel the team needs and, and what they're lacking. I mean, right now, I mean, we're one of the youngest teams in the league. And uh, I feel like Zion and BI are, are learning how to be leaders. And if you can get someone who's a real uh, veteran locker room presence to, you know, if, even if they're only giving you 15 minutes a night, but it's going to be smart defense. It's going to be, hey, smart offense, doesn't need to be flashy, doesn't need to be big. Um, but that's the type of player that I, that I would want to add with that mid-level exception. It's about quality minutes, right? Like guys that are just going to go out there and give you on a per-minute basis good good production. When J.J. Redick was here, he, he wasn't really giving the team that because his three-point shot wasn't, wasn't really good this season. Same with Nicolo Melli when he was playing. They were just kind of adding nothing out there on the court, right? And so getting guy, a guy like James Johnson coming in, who at least, you know, he doesn't have to play big minutes, but they're quality minutes when he's out there. Look earlier on in the year before Jackson Hayes kind of emerged, just getting backup center minutes, quality backup center minutes from Billy Hernan Gomez was a really useful thing. Like the, the guys that you're going to add from the mid-level exception in other you know fringe moves in free agency, they don't need to be all-stars. They're not going to be all-stars. You just need quality guys, right? Yeah. Now, l- let me ask you this. You, you mentioned kind of the good presence in the locker room. Do you th- you think that's something the team needs to still be looking for, even though they had that in J.J. Redick and kind of maybe he torched some bridges on his way out of here? You know, at a certain point, d- do you value that quality over being a good basketball player? Or where's that kind of rank maybe in like the hierarchy of what you're looking for in terms of skills or I don't know, um, ability, I guess it's an ability to, to bring a guy into the team. I, I would want at least like, if we, if we bring James Johnson back, I would want at least one more of those guys. The, the thing that I like about having another good veteran presence is they know their role. They know their role on their team and what's expected of them. And if you sign someone and say, Hey, you know what? I know what I'm getting into and I want to come here and do this for the money that you're going to pay me for they're going to be they're going to give you give you kind of that that quality of what you're looking for. 
because a lot of times when you take a look at the young guys is, and this might be like even Kira and Nikhil Alexander Walker, where they're, they're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm really trying to make it in this league and I'm really trying to be good and improve and show what I can do when there's a lot of value in having a veteran who can just come in and, and they don't, like I said, having that veteran presence to teach these guys, look, Zion, this, here are the stars over here in order for you to make it in this league. This is what you need to do. Um, and just being that voice in the locker room. I, I really feel like, I think, I feel like we need one more of those voices. Um, because I, I don't think it's, I, I definitely don't think it's blood. So, and, uh, I don't, uh, no, it's, it's, I think everyone's going to agree that it is not blood. So <laughs> yeah. at all, I, I definitely think it's James Johnson. I think he has that voice. I think Adams is more of a lead by example, um, and will answer questions. I don't think he's that natural veteran leader uh, who is going to be in a guy's ear a ton. Um, but I love having him on the team. I I, I would I just think I, I feel like he he always works hard and he plays plays as smart and hard as he can. Um, I just don't think he's that vocal leader in the locker room. Like I feel James Johnson brings a little bit more to the table. Especially I remember hearing things about him in Minnesota and how guys say, yeah, I still this was like the best teammate I ever had. I learned so much from him. I, I feel like he has that reputation and has that, uh, that vocal leadership in him. And I feel like we need one more, one more of those to kind of uh, maybe take some of the, uh, so much of what Stan Van Gundy does with accountability and how hard he comes down on guys, which I like, like the structure that he brings. But I think having that mm-hmm. one more veteran presence is going to be really important Uh for, for a lot of these young guys' growth. No, I, I don't disagree with, with any of that. I, I fully agree with you. You know, they, they need some more of that. They need to kind of absorb that. And look, at a certain point, you know, those guys aren't going to matter as much, I think, because you need eventually the leaders to really become, and this is something that I think, you know, we, we hope they'll grow into, but you need those leaders to become Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And if they're not, you're ultimately going to be kind of looking for stop gaps or band-aids on some of this stuff. But there's, you know, at least Zion's young, you know, B.I.'s been in the league a little bit longer and you'd hope he'd kind of grow, have grown into that role to a degree right now. But part of it also is, look, we're not allowed in the locker room after games. We're not talking to players right, like we're used to talking. I'm not talking to people in the front office like I'm used to talking to them before and after games and all of that. So we have a less less of a sense of what's going on in there kind of behind the scenes than we ever have before. And it's made trying to cover the team a little bit harder. But, uh, David, I appreciate you you taking some time to come on in and join me tonight. So, well, more to come from the live locker room chat. I really enjoyed this one. I love being able to talk with everybody and have it be a little bit more interactive. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I have a new box of bars being shipped to me and delivered on Friday. I can't wait. I eat one of these things every single day, whether you need breakfast in the morning, looking for a meal replacement during lunch, or something to eat before or after your workout. Built Bar has you covered with things that taste good. There's no point in eating the bad tasting protein bar. Don't be miserable. Eat the good tasting one. The bars that are covered in 100% real chocolate that are soft, they're easy to chew. If you have a nut allergy, they have bars that are made without 
nuts as well. These things come in delicious flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, uh, lemon almond, cheesecake, double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie. I could go on and on and on. These things are absolutely delicious and they're good for you. You'd have no idea how or why, but they are. And that's the important thing. They're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Give them a try by going to builtbar.com and you're going to get 15% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKED15. Again, that is 15% off using promo code LOCKED15 over at builtbar.com. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action over at BetOnline. And this week has tons of action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news, odds, and info you want for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run into the playoffs. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Again, that is promo code Locked On for free money over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, wrapping up today's show, let's just play another clip from the live locker room chat because I love how interactive these are. I get to talk about things that you all want to hear more about too. So we'll play it and then we'll wrap up today's uh, edition of Locked on Pelicans. All right, Johnny, how's it going? Hey, Jake, what's up? Not not too much. Thanks for taking some time and hopping in here with me today. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. So, so, what, so what do you want to talk about? So... Uh, so me and my buddy, like this is, I think everyone has like a Pelicans friend that they talk to because where there aren't that many of us in the world. So I have my own and, uh, we argue pretty much every day about Zion. I I am like a Zion. I'm, I'm 23. So I don't like to say that I stand players, but I definitely stand Zion Williamson. I love everything about him. Maybe not his defense, but everything else I think is fantastic. And uh, maybe that comes with time, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, that, which is what I'm trying to tell my friend. But anyway, just to cut to the point, is earlier today we were arguing. Um, you know, I was telling him you don't appreciate, you know, what Zion's doing for his age because I think what he's doing, you know, at his age right now is unprecedented, um, or at least we haven't seen it since Shaq. But anyway, he was saying, oh, like you know, we saw a great player when Anthony Davis was here, and you know that kind of never materialized in something that we could like truly build. Like he could never carry the franchise in the way that we needed it to. And I'm afraid, you know, we're going to see the same, see the same with Zion. So um, I don't know what you think about that. Personally, I told him, I was like, look, in Anthony Davis's second year, I don't think he was anywhere near the prospect that Zion is right now. And he told me, well, AD was much better on defense. So it kind of balances out. I don't know what you think about that. I had to compare apples with oranges because they're not really like the same type of player, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't know what you think about that whole debate that him and I have all the time, actually. So it's so it kind of centers around like is this the type of guy that can carry the team? Is that right? Like he's the is this the kind of guy that can lead the team? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like you can see like Luka Doncic is the other guy in my profile picture. He's like Zion. Gotcha. I don't. <laughs> he says I don't, which is like Luka is the other guy that I stand. But anyway, my friend tells me I don't see Zion being able to carry us like Luka does the Mavericks. If that makes gotcha. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. Um. 
I, I'm wondering if one of your your buddies messaged me one time about this. Um, I get like random DMs, and I had a I had a Dallas fan message me asking me about Anthony Davis and like trying to compare him to Luca and Zion. It was weird. Anyway, um, so it's a couple of things with this. One, it, like you said, it's kind of apples to oranges. It's not a straight comparison, but doesn't mean we can't try and do this. Part part of the issue, I, I agree that Zion can't. And I I 100% think he can. Again, you're looking at a guy who is such an unbelievably special player. Like he's, he's not 21 yet. This guy cannot legally drink yet. Right. And he is an all-star in the NBA. He hasn't played 80 games yet. And when you look at the numbers and the comparisons in terms of stats, it's guys like Shaq, Kevin McHale, all time players. This is not, you know, it's not him being compared to, Nemanja Bielica and other guys like that, right? Who who are solid enough NBA players? It's it's all time greats for his age. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible to be doing all of that in eighty career games. Tomorrow night's going to be his eighty first, and then Thursday he'll have made a full season of games in the NBA. Some of the things he's doing right now are like nothing we've ever seen. And everyone knows what he does out there on the basketball court. He goes left. He's a left handed player. He goes left. Everyone knows this, and no one's capable of stopping it. We've just never seen a guy at 6'7 and 280, maybe more than 280, do what he does and move like he does. So I think he has a better chance of carrying this team and kind of being the guy and is more comparable to Luka Doncic than an Anthony Davis, despite the difference of positions between Zion and Luka and the more similar positions between Zion and AD. The thing with that is, Zion's a point guard. He's got the ball in his hands. He's the creator. Anthony Davis has trouble kind of asserting himself in games. And bigs do this in general, right? Because you need someone to get them the ball. If they're playing in the post, you need to get, you need to have someone get them the ball. And how many years did we complain about bad entry passes from the Pelicans guards to Anthony Davis? You need something like that. If you're a player like Anthony Davis, you don't need that with Zion Williamson. You get him the ball at the top of the three-point line and let him do his thing and creates. His game's probably closer to Luka's than it is to Anthony Davis's, even though he's scoring in the paint and kind of down low, and he's a six-seven uh, power forward. So I think that's where the comparison is how kind of I look at it. It's less to do with position and teams. It's more how is your style of play, and do you have the ball in your hand or not? That makes yeah. sense? I went all over yeah, the place no, there totally. a little bit. Oh, did, did I cut out? I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Oh, no. Yeah, I totally agree. And then just from a mental aspect, which I think is super important. Other people are like, it doesn't matter. I think it's super important. Like, I was there on Zion's debut when he hit those four threes in a row. Like, you know, obviously, I don't want to read too much into it. But to be in your first NBA game and to have that kind of, I don't want to call it arrogance, but that kind of confidence in yourself to do that, I think shows a different kind of mentality, not to shit on Anthony Davis, but I don't think Anthony Davis would have done that. Whereas I think Zion doing that says something different about the two guys in terms of their personality and their leadership qualities. No, that's fair. And and look, he, again, in terms of the leadership stuff that comes with time, it's tough to step into a locker room and scream and yell and have the buy-in of guys that are way older than you that have been in the league for a long time, no matter how hyped you are. You know, everyone in this league was hyped coming in whether it was in high school, college, whatever, they're basically the best player there. You know, when you look at all of the players in the NBA, these are the best NBA, these are the best basketball players in the world. It's really that simple. And so I, I think the leadership comes with time, but you've seen him kind of create 
something out of nothing out there on the basketball court. And I think that is a good way to kind of inspire teammates and to force them to rise to the occasion and elevate their level of play. Now we just need him to do that on the defensive side of the ball. And that'll be, I think, uh, the next real big step or one of the ones that he could make. And certainly that's what they uh, need to try and do, I think, with him next. But yeah, it comes with time. And I'm not looking for him to kind of be the man or like the the leader of the team, you know, in the first season or two. I think B.I. should be further along in that kind of role maybe than Zion, just based on the time he's been in the league for, too. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all to everyone who joined me on the live locker room chat. I'm glad I'm able to throw these into today's show. No need to preview tonight's game against the Denver Nuggets. They'll play it. We'll recap it tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun, and hopefully the Pelicans can get a win and stay in contention for the 10th spot in the Western Conference. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow.